Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 118 on the com podcast, sponsored by americascardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from americascardroom.com, Simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the adverts or banners on the OneOuter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on OneOuter.com website and also via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then please email questions at OneOuter.com or you can tweet them or post them in the Facebook group. Alex, Happy New Year to yourself. Happy New Year to all the listeners. First podcast of 2017. Um, Alex is just recently back in Costa Rica from his Prague, month in Prague. So we're going to let him adjust and, you know, stuff like that. Take it easy. And we got a couple of questions in. And after me butchering a hand last time (laughs) uh, on, on Twitter, it's been quite funny. A lot of the regulars have been laughing at that and saying it was funny and stuff. And someone literally just tweeted there, the second um saying oh barry needs to talk about more hands or live poker or something like that so i did have the pleasure of making a final table in a uh, live hi. game when i was playing just a few weeks two weeks ago i was like no last week mm. i butchered that i butchered when i was playing nice <laughs> nice um so we'll, we'll talk about that as well so we're going to take it very easy and we're also going to get a sort of outlook on 2017 from alex about his plans and stuff so Alex, you're home safe, and how are you feeling? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm still, uh, uh, I've been having a colossal fight with the bank since I got home because I brought a bunch of money home to send all of my investors from Prague. And I, I mean, like, I went into the bank one day and I deposited the money, and then I went home and I tried to upload it to my Skrill with my. Uh, debit card and they just said sorry this method doesn't work for you so I had to go in and I had to like transfer it well and then I had to trans I had to like send a wire in euros so like I'm just out a hundred bucks like like that you know when I transfer it like that and then uh you know and I bring my purple euros to like transfer they're like we don't take these I'm like <laughs> you know and I'm like uh so yeah you know I'm a uh, kind of that was well, and then my computer, like I went to go teach on Monday, and Skype would not turn on. Like no, no way, no how. It said you're not connected to the internet. This was quite surprising because everything else was connected to the internet. Uh, I tried every workaround I'd ever thought of, and it was really weird. I, I eventually. Like, I had to cancel my lessons for that day because I spent two hours on it. I uninstalled, reinstalled every program pertinent to it. I installed old programs. They didn't work. Uh, I had a friend of mine's IT guy call me and try to work through it. He couldn't figure it out. I tried to get an IT guy in Pakistan to look at it. Uh, And eventually, the next day, I figured out it was really weird on my computer. In 2013, I used this program called Cold Turkey, which the idea behind the program was uh, you block like distracting sites for a set time. And once you block it, it is almost impossible to get rid of. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to work for two hours. You block Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, you know, all that good stuff. Por- Pornhub. Yeah. Pornhub, you know, that stuff, yeah. you, uh, you porn, uh, you know, and I, I was going to try to make a joke by going through all the names, but I, I, I really don't know that my sort of cut. Cats and donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. I mean, uh, essentially, wow, that kind of got me off track. I was imagining that. Now, anyway, um, uh, it, yeah, essentially, like it was a pretty cool program, right? Like a college student put it together, and everybody had pretty good reviews of it. 
And then I worked for two hours. And I was like, all right, cool. Time to check my Facebook. I got a lot of work done. And everything on my computer was blocked forever. Like I couldn't get this program off period. Right. And like I, nothing I did would get this off. I, and then anyway, so four years later, 2017, I'm trying to use, uh, I find out Skype has a web client, right? So I'm like, Ooh, cool. I'll use that. And it's blocking me because one of the blocked programs on that one effing website was hotmail. Right. So I go back and I find like the old program and like, just for you know, uh, S and giggles. I, I, I was like, I'll set it for, to block me for five minutes and see if it will let me back on everything. And like, by the way, I tried this no less than 20 times four years ago. And for some reason it all worked. And, uh, I got Skype on the web client up. Now I can access Facebook and YouTube for the first time on this computer in years. And, uh, which is pretty nice. And, uh, cause like when I was uploading my YouTube videos, like I'd have to send it to a cloud, then I'd have to download it on another computer. Then I'd have to send it from that computer to yeah. YouTube. It was a real pain. And then, so I got all these websites up and then somehow I got the normal Skype client up. So that was cool. But yeah, my, uh, my computer, like the Camtasia won't work. It keeps crashing. I don't know. It's, uh, just ghosts in the machine. But yeah, you know, that was kind of uh, stressful because I just wanted to get back to work and pay everybody off. And for like three days, I've been fighting that. But I think I just, you know, I think I just figured everything out. So, you know, uh, I got live poker 101 on Saturday. So obviously I was going to work ahead, but that never happened. So I'm going to be probably pulling another all nighter uh, to get it done. But, you know, whatever. We're going to be going over. Uh, we actually did 11 episodes. We're going to do 11 episodes with 11 uh, Live Poker 101. I'm going to be going over my WPT final table. So that's kind of like, that's kind of some bonus footage, you know, some Euro tournament stuff, which I, I thought was pretty fun. I, I recorded a bunch of hands over there. So um, I, I think that's going to be a blast. I can't wait to do that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so you're home, settled, ready to work, and um, you're back on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, while you're away, I told Alex last week, yeah, it was last week, we recorded the show earlier, remember, we did it Tuesday, and Alex asked me why, you know, earlier in this week, I said, well, I'm going to play this tournament on Wednesday, uh, day one, and if I make day two, it's the Thursday, so, mm. obviously, being confident, <laughs> Fitzgerald trained in one of our .com <laughs> podcast hosts, I was like, I'm going to make day two, so... Um, yeah, we recorded it on Tuesday, and it was funny because when I was going through this tournament, I basically did everything that Alex says don't do. You know, when playing <laughs> plan, planning for a live tournament, I swear, I I think it was it was five, four o'clock. I think it started, and I got up at two o'clock in the afternoon, and it's an hour's drive mm -hmm. uh, in good traffic, and I was like, right, shit, I had some stuff to do before I went. And shower, got dressed, and like eventually left my town about, you know, yeah, yeah. about quarter to four or something. So like I know I'm missing the first couple of levels. There were forty minute levels, yeah. and um, I'm like right driving through huge rush hour traffic, whatever. Nice. Turned up at this tournament in like the third level, I think. Well, I think it was, yeah, it was seventy five one fifty blinds, and um, I was like, oh, you know, thirty k starting stack. It was nothing. It was it was great. So um, I go in and I was just laughing to myself, thinking like, you know, the bedraggled ass, you know, drag the as Alex said, <laughs> dragging my bedraggled ass into this tournament. So I sit down and literally the first time, um, I get a guy opens a second position. I'm not going to butcher this. <laughs> and I, 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 it goes fold, fold. I'm in the cutoff, um, seven, eight uh, of hearts. So I just think, first time, sit down, I, I still look a relatively young guy, it's, it's good for my, you know, just to like, three bet here, just for like, oh, this guy's turned up late, he's a fucking, you know, young, aggressive guy, whatever, when I'm a real nit, you know, so I was like, right, three bet, seven, eight, so the guys raised it 450, and um, I made it 1100. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a perfect hand to flat. Like you can you can three bet with that hand, but it's not necessary because that hand works really well in a multi-way pot, and you do want to make sure you balance out your ranges a bit. But yeah, carry on. 
Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm like, this will be like, oh, because and it, it works. Like, I made it look like the definition of a loose aggressive guy, and you're behaving loose aggressively. I made it well, as I just, soon as I went raise eleven hundred. Like about four people on the table laughed. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, and in in my head, I'm like, great. You know, that's it. I'm getting paid now. You know, it's like this will stick in there. Man. Well, that's real good. You're gonna get paid because you got kings. You have eight high. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, anyway. Yeah, I don't mean yeah, I wish you more of these yeah. hand history. <laughs> the hand histories, Barry. You're a, a, yeah. a real. I mean, I mean, anyway. Nature. Yeah. Nature. Oh my God. So, Dennis is gonna love this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah I can see. So, anyway, it goes full, full, full back to the original razor, and he calls, mm-hmm. and it comes seven, three, six, two hearts. Nice. So I, I got top pair. So the guy checks. I continuation back. You have top pair and flush draw. Continue. Top top pair flush draw, yeah. yeah. So um and oh no, I butchered that. I had seven eight of diamonds. Uh, <laughs> oh, there we go. I, 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 oh my god. Like right. seven eight of diamonds out of sorry. You know what? By the way, by the way, what the dialogue we're having right now, every time somebody goes to tell me a hand in a poker tournament, all these thoughts go through my head and I can't do what I'm doing with you. You have like a really good attitude. I end up pissing people off, and they're like, all right, I don't want to tell you the hand. And I'm like, I don't see the downside of that. Okay. You know, but, yeah, I mean, like, you're you're my actual friend. I don't know half these people from Adam, you know, at a poker tournament. I'm, if you want to tell me a hand history and you're one of my students, like, by all means, go ahead. Just make sure you have your crap together because I'm going to notice, you know. Anyway, okay, continue, Barry. So, I, anyway, um, it's, I've written the hand down, so I know. I, so <laughs> no, it's, it's been it seven, eight, so far. Yeah, but I've just, I've just looked at it now. So, uh, <laughs> so right. seven, eight of diamonds, it comes seven, three, six, two hearts. So, I know I just had top pair. Okay. So, anyway, he checks, I continuation bet, and um, the turn is an eight, so top two pair now. All right. And uh, the guy checks again, uh, I bet. He calls. Okay. And the river is the three of hearts. So it's seven, three, six, eight, and then three of hearts. So the flush is there, pair board now. Mm-hmm. And he checks to me. And if you check here, I'm going to scream. No, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't. So he checks to me. So I bet around half pot, right? I, I've not got my bet down. I'm not going to pretend I remember, but I'm sure it was half, half the pot I bet. Right. And he sits and thinks, and he check raises me. <laughs> and like 5,500 more. So, like, I was like, you know, first hand, I've sat down, listen up, and I sat through it all, and it just, it just didn't make, it just didn't make sense, the check raised to me. So I called, yeah. and he said I was good, he had pocket fours. Well, um, yeah, I was about to say, what, like, I, I, you see so much, like, online, that's just not a bluff, like, ever, and live, people just get pissed off, like, they just, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, they see you, and they're like, okay, you know, like, a Scottish kid, you know, thinks he's, you know, God's gift of poker, I don't like this guy, I'm gonna, you know, and they're not even thinking, like, I'm gonna turn my hand into a bluff, it's just, I bet if I raise this guy, he folds, it's, uh, yeah. To be fair, well, to, be like, fair to him, that's felt. not a bad board to check raise. That's a, that's a very interesting board to check raise. The flush draw comes in, bottom, uh, you know, bot, bot, bottom pair comes in. So perhaps, you know, if you had a, uh, if there was a second flush draw, I don't know if you said there was, perhaps he could represent bottom pair, check calling twice, like with ace-3. But yeah, any, anywho. Uh, yeah, what was, what was strange to me, and just like as, a, as an observation, literally firsthand, like as I say, the very first time, sitting down, the guy that did it was an older guy, I'd say like late 40s, mid to late 40s, mm-hmm. um, but he had the headphones and like a sort of skull on his t-shirt type, oh, it sounds what weird, a boss. but you're like a, what a yeah, boss. No, you, know, you know, like a stereotype, and I just thought, like, it's funny, because I was like, literally, you know, I hate, I keep saying literally, hang on, yeah. um, I, I said to myself, I had a friend the other day I say literally not, bullet dodged, yeah, <laughs> literally dodged a bullet, yeah, I would not have called if that was like 50 year old in a, you know, a standard shirt and whatever, I would have just went, I, okay, he's got, he's checked, wow, he's checked a house me on the river and thinking about and he's raised me or, you know, or a flush or whatever, I would have folded, you know, right, but, right, see that guy, it all added up and also just in the back of my head, it just, the hand, the way it went, it didn't make sense to me. I thought top pair was good. So anyway, I won the first hand. That put me up. Um, the whole tournament was great. It just really, it's only the third life tournament I've played in the last four years. Wow. And I sat there and Alex, it just was such a, 
it was weird how easy I f just comfortable back in it because I played so much live poker. I mean, that's why I did more than online. You know, it was like right, local right. live journeys. These were all like, I was very comfortable, but just seeing all the hat, you know, the aces beat by queens two out or on the river. I just like it's so funny because people go oh, online and all this and that. I swear, in the space of two hours, the amount of beats I saw, you know, live, I was just like, mm -hmm. people, you know, people that just say online, they don't play live enough to actually <coughs> see it, that it's just, it's Hold'em, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah, exactly. like, it was like, it was like so, anyway, I made the, the last level, and I ended the day with like 70k, I was going back to blinds, I think it was 1200 yeah, mm -hmm. with the ante, so, I had like, you know, about 30 big blinds, which was great. You know, I was very comfortable with that. Um, right. I was looking good. My friend, who's a really good uh, tournament player, he made day two as well. He ended the day with like 220k. And um, we decided to get a hotel and stay the night rather than do an hour's drive and take separate cars. Oh, that's cool. But the, by the time you worked in the petrol cost, it was actually only cost us like 20 quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a hotel. Yeah. So we stayed the night. The next day, I woke up feeling fucking awful like, <laughs> well, like my life for 10 like buddy. sick absolutely physically sick a lot a lot we'd of recycled air these... you're touching a lot of germs <laughs> on the chips yeah we did these and and we did these mixed kebabs at 2 a.m yeah, no, no, you know no. you're, you're eating red meat right before bed gonna disrupt your sleep cycle and by the way and, i love red meat by the way yeah anyway. in the in the morning um my friend uh, calling a Chinese guy. He's like, oh, I need to get food and a coffee or I'll feel really like I won't be able to concentrate. Yeah. And I don't want to eat a thing. I'm the opposite. I'm like, yeah. I said, I guess I'll eat something. So we go to this little restaurant pub and I just get this like gammon steak, which is basically a big slab of bacon, you know, with chips and nice. and salad. Chips. And I, All right. Okay. I, lit, I just For, for you Americans, he, he had French fries for breakfast. French fries, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyhow. Okay. And I, I just ate the guy, like, Damn what it, I really? could. I, okay, yeah, I, I continue. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't even touch the French fry, and I was oh, like, right. Good. I was like, that's me. And then I, walking five minutes to the casino, I got in the casino, and I was like, I'm going to fucking spew my guts up here <laughs> and i the tournament was starting in like five to ten minutes i walked into the toilet and was sick about six oh, or six times speaking of, okay i got something to tell you remind me to tell you all about airbnb okay anyway sorry continue it has nothing yeah. to do with vomiting or not. i was like fuck i've made day two i actually think i got a chance you know 30 big blinds a good chance like spinning this up and I'm physically spewing my guts up. Mm -hmm. So anyway, once it was out, I felt a bit better. I just started sipping water, pe ordering peppermint tea. like uh, you Okay, know, cool. Yeah, that's good. Sipping away. And uh, eventually, I, I made, I just grinded it out. I was never really above that 70K. I never really put, I just kept, you know, picking spots. And when I got down to the 15 big blinds, just push fold. And just surviving for hours and hours and mm -hmm. hours. I got down to the money. I eventually cashed. It was like twenty nine paid, and um, from there, I just sort of started just push fold, push fold again. Nobody was calling. I wasn't like surviving anything. Right. I was just getting folds. They were just getting through. Yeah. Um, so it was like all that. And then when I got down to the last two tables, um, I got lucky with I shoved twelve big blinds, king ten, cut off. And the small blind had ace queen, and that was me for my tournament life. And I had a king on the river. Easy game. Um, so that was yeah. good. And then, and then yeah, and then I got to the final table, and I lost. Went out eight with ace king against eight, and uh, that was good for one thousand one hundred. Hey, I mean, you got back in the game, man. I mean, you very sloppily, jerkily, terribly got back into the game. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm proud of you. You know, but I mean, you did. It, it is pretty. It is pretty cool that you came back and made a final table, though, in all seriousness. You, it, as my job as everybody's coach, or at least that's the complex I seem to have. Like, it's really weird. Like, in my private life, I, I'm not, like, a very commanding personality. But, like, when it comes to, like, poker, I'm just like, no, no, don't do – no, God, Barry, no. You know, like, you can't do that. Like, it, next time, you know, home-cooked meal, wake up a little early – uh, you know, go for a little bit of a walk, clear your head, and hey, you might you, you might get seven. You know, like the sky's <laughs> the limit. Like, but no, I mean it's cool you're in. You know, I'm I'm really happy to hear you playing poker and me playing poker again because 
when we started this show, it was kind of like the two guys who hate poker podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It was just, I was so bitter and resentful back then. It was just, and yeah, it's really cool. Like you're playing poker, you're enjoying it. I'm playing poker. I enjoy it. And by the way, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little hypocritical. I've, I've had, you know, I've done some, like when I was at the SHRPO, they, uh, they brought me my breakfast with some home fries, and I, you know, the poor kid in me is like, I, I can't waste food, right? Even though I didn't ask for the home fries, and I ate the home fries, I was just sick the entire day, right? And then, yeah, I was going through the exact same thing as you, like, why did I do that? And I'm like, I'm going to spew my guts out, and i got to play this tournament, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just cool you're back in the game, though. That's real fun. Let me tell you all about my Airbnb real quick. So, uh... Uh, yeah, so I, t- I took, I stayed in a, the other thing that's been stressing me out this week is, uh, my, okay. I thought I was doing such a good job, Barry. Like I left my Airbnb in Prague and I spent like three hours legitimately cleaning it. Right. Like, and I, uh, I had, I took down the Christmas tree. I left, I, I, I wrote them and I was like, look, I don't really want to bring back the Christmas lights in the manger and all that stuff, the tree stand or whatever. So I'm just going to leave this. So if you ever rent this out in December, just tell the people they can just buy a tree and they're good to go. And like I vacuumed everything. I met, you know, I, I, I wiped down everything. I did all the dishes and I, I like left, uh, I left all my uh, Corona change in like a little cup. And I thought like, Oh, this will be cool. Whoever comes here next can just grab some change and go get, go get a pizza slice down the street if they just show up and they don't have Corona and they're hungry. Right. And, uh, you know, I thought I was being, and I left some books. I left like five books for the host. And I was like, yeah, I put them in your library. You know, my family finished them and I'm never going to read them because they're, you know, they're, they're like trashy thrillers. And I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, my time is a little bit more important, Barry. You know, so I'm not going to know, but I mean, I, I realized right as I was about to say, this is going to sound arrogant as hell, but no, I just, it's not my cup of tea as far as what I read. And, you know, if I really do want to read them, I can just download them on Kindle and I won't feel like I'm pirating everything because I did purchase them at one point. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking I did a pretty good job with this Airbnb. Right. And I leave and I'm really happy to leave. And, uh, you know, kind of felt spiritually connected to my little flat I had for a month. And I get back home and there's a bill for $288 waiting for me in my email inbox. And I'm like, the hell? Uh, I look in and she had the pictures to prove all this. I broke a teapot. I broke a space heater and I broke the washing machine. (laughs) And I don't know how I did it. Like, and not just like kind of broke. I mean, the space heater was warped. And I don't know how that happened. Like, I really have no idea. It's, like, twisted as if, like, a giant, like, put it in his hands and then, like, wrung it out, right? Uh, the washing machine had, like, little parts falling out the back that she took photos of, which, yeah, anyway. And uh, the teapot, I don't even remember. So, yeah, of course, I send all the money, and, like, right away, because obviously it's my fault. And, but now I'm worried. That's the first time I used Airbnb. Now I don't know if they're, I'm going to get a bad rating and if I can ever get an Airbnb in the future. Right. And I was just thinking like, I hate hotel. When I was listening to your story, I hate hotel rooms like with a passion because, and it's not really like because a hotel is bad. It's because you have to eat what you ate in the morning, you know, like a kebab or whatever. Like even if you found, even if you found like a grocery store near you, and you went and you got the eggs and you got the uh, bacon or whatever you want to cook, right? You, you can't cook it in your hotel. And the hotel is going to, like, actively work against you to make sure you can't do it so you shop at their restaurants, right? There's never going to be a communal kitchen. There's never going to be anything like that, right? So, yeah, now I'm worried. I don't know. Uh, maybe if a listener knows anything about Airbnb and can tell me, if like if I get a bad rating from this person, if that means I just you know no one's gonna rent to me again, or if there's like a uh, if there's like an Airbnb mitigation people litigation people, if you could let me know, because I think I did everything a responsible person would do, which is oh Jesus Christ, yeah that's my fault. Here's the money you asked for, 
the second you wrote and you know i wrote like a heartfelt email to the woman and yeah she hasn't responded to me yet so but yeah that's a that's cool but i mean anyway where i'm uh barry and i were talking we were going to work this in my plans in the new year i guess we should uh, yeah but i i just want to go back to something you said as well yeah. i mean it, it's true to a point alex when we did first start the early days of this alex wasn't playing as much he was more coaching more and i was totally out of poker in terms of playing for a living and i still am i'm mm-hmm. not playing for a living but um it it is good to be putting my dipping my toes back in the water good, again man. because because I do this podcast, and it dawned on me the last, I'd say especially the last year and a half, um, the amount of good guys that we've got listening um, who love the game, and they get in touch with me through email, and sometimes it's not even questions for the show, it's just, you know, other things, and they tweet and stuff, and I just felt like I was actually doing a bit of a disservice to some of them by being not just down on poker. I mean, that's a personal thing. Right, sure right. Everybody goes through hating poker at some point or, or not wanting to play or whatever. You know, that's normal and human. But right. I just felt I was being a bit like, you know, I'm I'm turning up, I'm doing the show with Alex and being a curmudgeon sort of, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, it was just who I am. And th- the whole reason I got back, started playing again, was things have been quiet um, around about Christmas time. I decided business-wise... Um, I wasn't going to go out and do buying stuff, looking for stuff. You know, it's it's not the weather, etc. And I just went, I'll sell what I got, keep turning things over. And I I said, oh, I think I'll play some poker. I just took the notion, I think I'll play some poker, you know, nice. dark winter nights and play online and then maybe go and play a live game. And then there was a local live tournament I went to play and I met people who I've not seen in four years. And they're great guys, you know, a lot of them. And it was just good to speak with them again and say hi, etc., and have a laugh. And I forgot how much I enjoy playing live, live poker specifically. You know, I, I, I do enjoy live poker. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's yeah. just good to be back. I mean, I'm not going to be playing all the time again, but although I have been playing a bit online again the last week. But, yeah, I'm going to just maybe play once every couple of weeks and then the odd live tournaments throughout the year, I'll go and play. But, um I got Alex's book, so I, I'm going to start that after I finish the book I'm, I'm reading, and then uh, get on with that. And hopefully, you know, I'll have more hands to butcher and <laughs> some more sto- some more stories from some uh, local uh, UK games. Although I am supposed to be going to Hong Kong and Macau in March, April nice. uh, to play the games in Macau. And uh, Alex fun. mentioned if if he's if he's free, he might be there. I'm free. So, I might be there. I mean, I want to yeah. see Hong Kong. I want to. Uh, I want to. I want to get out there. This is no. Yeah. I mean, and like on that note. Yeah, let's talk. No, twenty seventeen. Well, we'll talk twenty seventeen. We'll talk. I mean, a lot. Of, and if we don't get to a question, I'm not sorry. Um, sorry, <laughs> but uh, I almost said I'm not sorry. Sorry, but that 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 would just be oh so Canadian of me. But yeah, anyway, there's a essentially when we started this podcast, I didn't realize how misaligned my values were like I, I growing up I was really you know be frugal play the good games do it on your own hustle equity and like I had a big backer I was playing more 10ks than I was comfortable with I had the big house the cars the mortgage and eventually the businesses and you know their their rents and leases and uh, buying new equipment for the studio, buying new equipment for the physical therapy clinic. And, you know, I would never trade in that experience for anything because I learned a ton about business. And, you know, I made decent money. You know, I paid off a lot of this house. I paid off a, a lot of things and uh, paid off the cars, paid off, you know, and then I added to this house and I built gyms and stuff like that. It was fun. And then, uh, yeah, but I, 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 it just didn't feel... Right, because, you know, and then it it was actually kind of talking to Carlos, and Carlos is so unabashedly, like, just frugal, right? Like, he'll, he's, he's very uh, clear about what he finds to be wasteful and what he doesn't, and I really found I liked his philosophies, which was, like, he would never dog me for, like, when I was out in Vegas, I'm like, I'm doing, you know, that was when my divorce started and I was just in a bad mood. 
And I was like, well, I know what I used to do in a place like Las Vegas when things were going bad, and I'm not going to do that, right? So I'm going to concerts, I'm going to NBA Summer League, I'm going to comedy shows I don't even know if I want to see. And, like, it, it, Carlos would be like, yeah, man, that's, that's how you should spend your money. That's what your money's for, you know, like doing, you know, taking care of yourself, right? And, uh, you know, I, 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 do, I tip, like, way too big because I used to work in the service industry, and I know – a lot of the guys I worked with were way smarter than me, right? They just don't have my particular skill set, which happens to fill a niche, you know, a niche. Like, and, yeah. you know, so I always, like, you know, if, <laughs> I always tip, like, 25% or something. And, you know, one time I said Carl, to Carlos, I was like, you know, uh, you, must, you must get sick when you see my tip sizes, right? And then he was like, no, that's how, you know, you want to help people out? That's your money. That's what you do. And I was kind of... And then, but I noticed like Carlos, like everywhere he could save money where he didn't mind the expenditure, he would, right? And he used that money for something good, you know? And it was like, you know, like he lives in a van, right? Like, and everybody makes, like, actually, I think everybody really, I was going to say everybody makes fun of him, but nobody does. Everybody, yeah. every poker player, me and Jonathan Little were talking with Carlos, and we were just kind of like, isn't this guy the man? Like, he's just driving around the country in his van, spending next to nothing and living his dream, right? Isn't that how we should have come up? Why did we spend, you know, and I mean, I'm speaking more for myself now than Jonathan Little, but, like, both myself and Jonathan Little got really, you know, we, we did the suburban thing pretty quick, right? And, you know, and that's fine. It's just there's a lot of expenses that come with that, you know. And then, anyway, um, you know, when the marriage fell apart, uh, I – I told my, you know, my ex-wife was actually really cool during the divorce proceeding. She was like, I don't want alimony from you. I don't, you know, I have my job. I have my career. Uh, I don't, I don't need money from you every month. And she's like fiercely independent. Right. So she's like, I'm not going to be a cap woman. Nobody's going to say that about me. Right. And then I said, you know, why don't you just keep all the businesses in the house? Cause honestly, I'm sick of this. I just, I don't, you know, like I've got the house paid off enough that the home payment is really low, you know, for, and by the way, this is a person who supported me getting sober. This is a person who, you know, took care of me when things weren't going that well. And, you know, it, it is kind of nice to just be like, look, here's this house. Like I'm not, I wouldn't even use it anyway. Even if I owned it, I would be in the States most of the year. Anyway. So it was like, just take this house. Right. And I just felt such a relief once I said that because it was just, God, it was, you know, the, how much money it costs just to be like maintaining yourself in the suburbs. And it, that, that's the thing about poker. I don't have a salary. So everything comes out of pocket for me. I don't have insurance. You know what I mean? I pay my own health insurance. I pay for all my dental exams. I pay for, uh, I, I pay for all my stuff with the cars. And you know what I mean? And just, you know, if you have a month where, you get a cavity and your car breaks down, it's super stressful. And guess what? Most months are like that. You know, there's just something that comes up. And I just, you know, now I've gotten it to the point, it probably would have been a lot less stressful, but things weren't working out between myself and my ex-wife. And I just said, I want to keep it cheap, right? And I have a lot of opportunities to go to places. And, you know, I have like really good friends in Seattle, but Seattle is one of the most expensive cities in the United States. And I have no desire to go back there because of that. Uh, I have really good friends. Uh, you know, I have one really good friend in New York uh, who wants me to go out there. And, you know, just because uh, they can set me up and everything. And I just, I had to decline because I was like, I love New York. I, I'd love to be in the New York scene. I, I, uh, that's where the action is. But uh, it's just too expensive. You know, and it's, uh, I, I can't afford it. Make no mistake, I can't afford it, but it's about freedom. You know, nobody wants, in the words of Tim Ferriss, nobody wants a million dollars. They want the freedom a million dollars provides them, right? And I was looking over at my bank statements the last few years. I was like, how did I make this much money? You know, I mean, like my taxes, it's just out the door, like right away. You know, once it comes in, it's just gone, you know? And then, uh, so I started looking at, really cheap places I could live. And then uh, Carlos had the idea, like, you should go to Laughlin, right? And I was like, what the hell is Laughlin, right? I didn't even know what it was. La and we talked about this before, but, like, I've learned a little bit more about Laughlin since then. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's at a crossroads. Like, 
Mexico to, is two hours away. Like LA, I think, is a couple hours away. Vegas is one hour away. And, uh, you know, it's just right in the middle of everything. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And uh, you can get cool stuff like high-speed internet and stuff like that. And I don't remember if I mentioned this. Did I mention my uncle has a place out there? Did I, did I tell you guys this? I don't think so. If you did, I wasn't listening. No, it was – I just <laughs> – I mentioned to my family, yeah, I'm thinking about this place called Laughlin, my insane uncle who's like – I mean, this dude – I, I mean, this, this dude's, like, brilliant, but he's insane. He, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a house in Bullhead City, which is, like, across the street from Laughlin. I'm like, wait, wait, you have a house? And what? <laughs> yeah, I have a house in Bullhead City. I don't use it because now he's fishing up in the north now, right? That's his thing. He's a, he's a fisherman, and those guys, you know, they do really well. And uh, he's like, yeah, I got a house down there. Uh, if you want, you can run it. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me right now? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I have a house down there. And, you know, it's, it's, gate, it's a gated community. Uh, there's, there's a fence for the dog. I think he said it was a gated community. Uh, there's, you know, it's fenced in. It's built for dogs. And, uh, yeah, and then he was like, yeah, you don't even have to pay me to live out there. And I was like, well, this is the first time in my life I feel like a white person. But, uh, you know, like just, you know, like really good advantages for nothing, right? And I was like, no, no, I got to pay you something, right? And yeah, anyway, I said a number I was going to pay him, which was like market value in that area. And he came back with a lower number. And I was like, uh, Gordon, I don't, I don't think you understand how this works, right? That's not how negotiating works. So you're supposed to go up a little. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. I just want you back in the States. And I want you not stressed out because you've been stressed out the last couple of years. And honestly, it's kind of hard for the family to see. And it was like, I, I don't know, I never, you know, my family's really dysfunctional, but like, they're super loving people. And now everybody got sober at the right time, at the same time, myself as well, my mother as well, you know, and uh, they're just super cool and supportive people. And I, I just didn't, you know, so I was like, cool, I'll go back to the States right as the fascist rises to power. You know, so uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm gonna go back there and I'm gonna you know, I had a lot of offers to go to a lot of different places and, you know, just people would set me up and honestly, probably the social life would have been a bit more vibrant. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like that's a place for me right now because I just got to, you know what I mean? I just got to, I got to get to work. You know what I mean? I got, I got to, uh, I, I got to start grinding again. I got to rebuild. Like I'm not like just being out of debt feels pretty good and like you know I still I owe money on a few things but it's not like my friend you know my friends who got divorced it's like you know the chick started like banging the guy's best friend he took her to uh to therapy and you know she she didn't even want to go she didn't even show up then she divorces him and gets four thousand a month from him for the rest of his life and they were married for like you know nine months and a day or something, and it like, you know, I don't have any debt like that, and the few, like, you know, it, it, like, the few debts I do have are, like, really manageable, and, like, I'll probably take care of them within six months, that's kind of my goal, and I, I'm just really excited to get back to the States, I think I'm gonna, and a big thing is, I want to take a lot of trips, I want to go, uh, I really want to go to Scotland, I really want to see the United Kingdom, uh, that, that would be really cool. I want to see you and Rehards out there, you know, in Scotland. And then we'll, what, what is it called? Dust till dawn. We're going to drive down to. Yeah. That's down in uh, Nottingham. Yeah. 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 We'll go down. I've there. still, I've, no, I've never been. I said that last time. I've never been. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. No, well, I mean, there's a lot, there's card rooms in Costa Rica. I've never been to just, but I mean, my excuse is they're dangerous. I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, My excuse is I can't be bothered. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like six hours, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, there, there's big tournaments on there. They do series and stuff, and I think they combine it with an online room and do, you know, like you play the first leg or the first day online and then the final or the, or the second day is live or whatever. You know, they do a lot of big, big games. Like right, nice. A million guarantee, two million guarantee. You know, it's they're a very well-run club. It's a nice. Simon, Simon Trumper, one of the, like, original late-night poker guys that's been playing oh, poker. Oh, yeah. I used to watch late-night poker as, like, a really young kid. That was, like, the first one, right? Like, that yeah. was, oh, my God, I love that. And you guys had, like, 
you guys had like a glass that you put the cards right, and you could see them. Was that the deal? The whole cards was the the whole cam. It, was it wasn't like on late night poker. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a lipstick cam. Like no, it was put over the table. It was literally like a sort of glass bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but, yeah. But, by the way, uh, that the, those cameras are kind of a pain in the ass when you're playing, like because. You don't realize how many times, like, if you're a pro, like, you just kind of flip your cards, look really quick, and throw them off. And then, the, you know, the, the people in the back are like, we didn't catch that. What was it? I'm like, dude, you know what it was. It was like a two and a nine. Like, what, what do you care? <laughs> like, you know, and then anyway, yeah. And then, uh, but, okay, back on topic. I really want to keep my expenses low. So, like, when I want to hunker down, and it really looks like expenses are going to be low there, uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of hoping, you know, Carlos was hanging out there in Laughlin for a while, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping he just crashes in my place and watches over the dogs, you know what I mean? And then uh, uh, it, just because also, like, Carlos is, like, the best influence ever. Like, I, I think, like, Carlos is, like, the most calm guy ever, but if he saw me, like, drinking again, I fully would expect a right hand to the face, you know what I mean? Which is exactly what I want. You know what I mean? It's like, it's cool to have buddies like that. You know what I mean? And like, by the way, I think Barry would do this as well. Like Barry would give me the talk if he saw me having a drink. <laughs> I buy it, thank you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's BS, Barry. Would. You know I would. you wouldn't. I would. I would. It, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, well, it, it would be a little funnier than, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, <laughs> hold on. Let me get you a drink. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, but uh, no, and I, I'm thinking, I just want to sit there. I want to. We're, I want to get back on Twitch. My idea was to get back on Twitch when I got home to start on the new year. Uh, internet kind of sucks out here. And, uh, well, now my computer's just crashing randomly all the time. So that's not really an option. So I'm going to get a new computer out there. I'm probably going to use this huge gaming computer, which has never worked as well as it could have. And I'm pretty sure it's not. I got the, I got the, I got the computer from a boutique company called Digital Storm and the computer, they have been nothing but kind about everything. They've helped me with a ton of stuff. I think the company I used to ship it down here, I think they probably just like threw it or something because the damn things never worked as well as it could have. And uh, I'm just going to go to Laughlin. I'm going to get a new gaming PC. I'm going to get the Google Fiber. And we're going to do this. It's back, it's back on. You know, I'm back in the game online. I really want to experience online poker because I, I, I'm sorry. I think there might come a day it's gone. I, I really do think there is a day with AI the way it is. I'm really worried that I will always be better than AI, but that's not going to help me if there's a bunch of people. And I mean, just the way poker programs are, there just might be. The other day I saw a guy who wrote, Somebody took the time to write an entire tree of decisions for playing like six max, no limit, hold them. And I was reading it. I was like, this isn't optimal, but I would have a very hard time taking advantage of you if yeah. I didn't know you were using this. Right. And it, it's not going to be that hard for somebody to make a program and just keep it quiet that says like, OK, now press this button. OK, great. Okay, now do yeah. this. Okay, great. With zero tilt yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. With zero tilt. And, uh, you know, I think online poker right now is safe, and I, I think it's like a decade off before we see any problems, right? Like, everybody who does this crap, like, your kids are never going to drive a car. I'm like, shut up. Like, I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure in Laughlin, Nevada, they're all going to have driverless cars within nine years. Or What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot less driving in 10 years, but there's still going to be... By the way, that's another thing I'm going to be doing out in Laughlin. There's a driving school. Greatest thing about Laughlin, not much. I tried, okay, I was driving in San Jose. I didn't have a license. That was the other thing. I couldn't get a license here because the written test is like taking the bar exam, and I don't speak Spanish that well. And, uh, but like Costa Rican drivers are the worst drivers on planet Earth. They are insane T and I was just like, screw it, I'm taking Uber. I, I, I honestly, I don't feel safe when I'm driving here because I'm not that good of a driver. I never drove growing up. I, I lived close to everything from like 18 years old on, and I, I just didn't need a car, you know, in Seoul or the U District in Seattle or Malta or any of that, right? Or in Costa Rica has extremely good public transport. 
And uh, yeah, I'm going to learn how to drive out there. But like uh, uh, what I want to travel to and like I really want a really cheap home base where I can have all my stuff. I can have my dogs, you know, my homies can chill out there and, you know, uh, you know, make, make sure, you know, the dogs aren't like running out into the street and running into the garbage truck, you know, when I'm gone, like, and, uh, you know, just, you know, have all my books there, have my, have my office. I'm going to get a standing desk, like one of those new desks that where you can like adjust it. I really want one of those, you know, because there's sometimes I just want to stand, you know what I mean? I can't do that right now. And I'm super excited about the future. You guys though, I'm going out to see, I'm going out to hang out with Dennis because Dennis is pretty, two guys I really want to hang out with are Riyadh and Dennis because they're like two of the coolest guys I know. And I, I'm going out to Montreal. I just really want to go out to Montreal and see this card room everybody's been talking about. And I want to go to, I'm just strangely fascinated with this part of North America where they speak French. Like that's so weird to me, you know what I mean? I really want to see this city and it's like storied history, you know? And, uh, and I want to play in what a lot, you know, what Mike Sexton calls the best card room in the world, you know, and that, that's, uh, I keep saying, you know, sorry about that, guys. I'm, I'm trying. I actually started talking to a friend of mine that's uh, like a vocal coach and works in that stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah, they're going pretty hard on me. But yeah, anyhow, um, it, if you guys have a location to suggest, I'm considering it in the new year, perhaps, you know, and if you're going to let me crash at your pad, I will teach you how to play poker. Now we're going to have a strict, let's see, what should it be? 30, 45 minutes per day. Cause this is the problem when I travel and I stay at people's places, everybody of course wants to ask me poker questions, but at the same time, they don't want to bug me 24 seven. I figure we should just set it up like one hour a day in the morning. I wake up, we have our coffee. I set out the laptop and we just drill. Right. And that's my rent, you know, so I'm essentially paying you guys 200 bucks a day. But yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> uh, there, and uh, so what do we got? We got what do we, we got Hong Kong. Uh, Barry and I are like, we got to go out and do Macau. You know what I mean? There's there's uh, there's Montreal because they have a ton of tournaments. The other cool thing about Montreal, you can deposit in your party poker account. You go to the playground or whatever they call it, and you just withdraw there. Uh, from your party poker account. I can't tell you how many problems that fixes because like you have to find a bank of America in the States and you got to fly over and all that. Right. I still got to get my papers together to enter Canada, but let's see United Kingdom. sounds really fun. I want to travel because, you know, just for years doing the suburban thing, that's the other thing. Like I think my favorite thing in the world is traveling and meeting new people and hanging out and learning, you know, and most, you know, most young guys, when they say meeting new people, they mean like banging strange, you know, in different countries. I really do like meeting different people, like all ages and like listening, you know, and I'm like, I've learned way more traveling than I ever did reading books. And I read a ton of books, you know, and there's, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to Brazil because my, uh, uh, I'm going to go to Brazil because my father is there and I still haven't seen my younger brother, uh, he was like, I think he's about to be four and yeah, he's, uh, you know, it's really weird to see like a little Brazilian version of me and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know where else, where else should I go, Barry? Where would you go? Uh, Well, you're good. World Series. When are you going to Vegas, Lachlan and all? When are you doing that? uh, I'm going, man, I'm getting my money. I, uh, my ex-wife was nice enough to actually offer me a lump sum for all the properties we had and everything. And I, I, I'm going to, once I get that, I'm pretty much out of here. I, I gotta, I gotta pack everything up. I'm going to, and uh, yeah, I mean, well, the world series, I'm out for the whole thing, man. We're doing the whole yeah. thing. Vegas is like, I've been telling people this, like Vegas is the greatest city in the world. If you do not drink. It, and it, it just occurred to me the other day why that is. Well, alcohol makes you dehydrated you're super dehydrated already. So you're just multiplying it on top of each other. You know what I mean? And then I, it occurred to me, I hated Vegas with a passion. If I ever had a beer or two in the evening and then I love it like incredibly, you got to come out to Vegas when you coming out, homie, when we, well, when we doing my, my sister gets, you know, I was there in October for my brother's wedding. Yes. My sister gets married there in May. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, man, I'll be out there. you got to come out. So I'm thinking coming out for May and stay possibly right through to June. You know, like, I need to come back in the start of July because uh, my sister is having, uh, like, she's having something here in July for, like, her wedding. Is what You know, like, for people that can't make it to Vegas. Oh, how cool. Having, like, oh, that's smart. Having, like, a sort of home reception stuff. For, like, my gran and all you, they can't fly. That's, a, that's a smart that. idea. And I'm talking at it. She wants me to, like, instead of paying... They're not religious, so instead of paying for, like, a celebrant thing, it was going to cost, like, a few hundred pounds or whatever, they asked if I would do it, her and her fiancé. So I'm technically doing the... <laughs> I'm doing the speaking and marrying <laughs> You got so, married from the guy on the One Outer podcast. <laughs> All right. Nice, dude. Get the photo. I think that is in, I think it's July. Some That's time. awesome, man. That'll be so fun. That's cool. 7th of July. So as long as I'm back for 7th of July. So, um, yeah, I was looking at flights and stuff and staying. I'd probably stay down pound, like, cheap, you know, um budget hotel like four queens of that again for a while and then just play for a bit like side events tournaments and just see how long i wanted to sort of stay and then maybe change a flight or whatever if i if i did well and wanted to string it out but you know what it's like staying in vegas for a long time even though it is good and i take on what you're saying and that it can become a bit you know if you're oh not yeah scared. oh for sure bro i think you kind of have to have like a little place out there you know where you can kind of get some degree of normalcy if you're just in, you know, the Gold... I love the Gold Coast, don't get me wrong, but, you know, day six of eating Subway at two in the morning, yeah. you start, like, <laughs> I'm, uh, okay, I'm done with this, man. The other thing I want to do, by the way, uh, y'all only got two questions in this week, so you don't get... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm disciplining you. No no, no answers. Uh, but there, no, we'll do one. Because we'll do, he's a regular. Okay, we'll do that. okay, cool. That's, we will we will reward the good people. The rest of y'all, I'm 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 taking hits off my whiskey flask while y'all watch TV, and I'm in the back of the room. But yeah, anyway. By the way, when you get older, you just realize I I've been realizing how many of my teachers were gay and or drunk all the time, right? Like back back in the day, like you couldn't say if a teacher was gay, and now I just you know it's so blatantly obvious when I look back, and I'm like, why didn't they talk about that? That's so weird. Like, or why couldn't he just be open? Any anyhow. Um, you know, sorry, it wouldn't be a one outer podcast without one of my left field digressions. But uh, anyway, the other thing I'm trying to do is just create memories. That's the big thing. I, I was like kind of I was sitting around, you know, my ex-wife and I are still really good friends, but I was super sad about how it all ended. And I was like, well, dude, I don't think you did what you wanted. Like, I don't think you're a possessions type of guy. Like some guy... Now, don't get me wrong. I loved going to my businesses. I loved the block where my businesses were at, where my studio was at, where my physical therapy clinic was at. I loved walking it. I loved knowing that was my spot. But I think I'm more of a experiences dude. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get experiences and memories because like you can't, I remember anything like really big that happened. I remember that, right? But if it's just innocuous I forget right and there's a lot of stuff I forget about running the business that was honestly pretty fun and I'm kind of sad I kind of I forget about it right and I was thinking we gotta you know I really liked how what Andrew Brokos does with the thinking poker podcast which is everybody just meets at uh everybody they all just meet at the the bowling alley right at the gold coast and they all just hang out you know and i was just like man that's cool we should be doing that you know and then essentially if andrew brokos thinks it's a good idea it usually is because he, he i don't know if you've ever listened to the thinking poker podcast but that dude really has his crap together he's like the antithesis of me he's like really calm rational uh, you know like really deliberate when he talks and then yeah anyway but uh I was thinking, so like my thing this week was uh, like this weekend is when the NFL playoffs starts, right? And I was just going to watch on my own. And then I was thinking, well, dude, that's boring, you know? Like, why don't you, so I'm going to fly my mom down here. I'm going to have all my buddies come over and we're having like a pseudo Christmas because I got some gifts for them already in Prague. And, you know, just like little things. Don't tell a buddy of mine, but, well, any, anyway, uh, there's a, there was a thing I was going to get for someone else, and then I was like, oh, this would be perfect for him, right? And then I, I, I went into the back of my house, like my little 
guest room where I threw a bunch of crap. That's the other thing, man. Like with it, anyway, I found like some like I, I, I was like, I'm not spending the three minutes it's going to take to wrap this. And I found like a gift bag. I was like, there you go, buddy. Reuse gift bag. You're going to get your gift. Right. And then that's the weird thing, though, dude, like when you're in the suburbs, it, it's so quick to just become a consumer. Right. You just get so used to, yeah, we don't have a ton of money. Yeah, we don't have a ton of money. We don't have a lot. And then I'm going back into my guest room, and there's like, there's like two video cameras that I've never used. There's like, there's desk chairs that I've never used. There's like musical instruments that never got into the studio. And I'm like, where did all this crap come from? You know, like, it's just such a waste, you know? Like, what the, was this what I was doing for four years? You know, five, however long I was setting all this stuff up, I was just buying stuff. But yeah, anyway, I'm getting a bunch of people. Uh, I'm getting my homie from Curacao is coming through. Uh, you know, we're just all, you know, we're all going to watch football. We're all going to eat pizza. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, and I'm just trying to set up stuff like that now. You know what I mean? Go through the United Kingdom, meet up with Riyadh's Dobles and meet up with... By the way, Riyadh's Dobles and his lovely wife are about the nicest people on earth. And I can't believe how lucky we are to meet these kind of people through the podcast. So thank you guys. I, I want you all to have a good new year and remember to write me, man. I'm here to work, you know, tell if you got questions about it. And in this new year, don't be afraid to send me non-poker related questions. I, I know I'm a colossal mess up uh, at a lot of things, but uh, you know, I, I do occasionally have some ideas and you know, Barry's an actual adult. Maybe he can help you, you know, but yeah, send <laughs> Send it in. All right, let's hear the one question. Okay, we're going to do one question, and it's from our friend Dennis Pedersen, one of those good guys yeah. that signify like what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he'll be fine with you being clear and concise about it. Alex is going to try his best to do that, Alex. Uh, Dennis, <laughs> Gary says that uh, in a sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, Barry and Alex. Happy New Year to you both. I hope you both had a great holiday. My question this week has to do with selling action for tournaments. I will be playing a tournament series in Montreal next month and plan on selling some of my action. I'm wondering if there is proper etiquette for this. For example, if I sell action as a package for a bunch of specific tournaments but skip one, I realize I need to refund that event's percentage. With the, but what with if, the markup. Don't forget that. I, yeah, anyway. Okay. Yeah, but, what if, but what if while I'm there, I decide to jump into another event should I be offering action on this event as well? Is it bad etiquette to play another event that wasn't in the package? Also, is it okay to sell action for only some of the events I'm playing, or should it be for all of them if I am doing a package? Thanks again for all you guys do for us, Dennis. Uh, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with offering a, a la carte. Uh, it, it, there's sometimes, like I was, at, I was out in... Uh, just to limit the variance when I was out in uh, Prague, I offered some lower six tournaments. Uh, it ended up I was so beat from uh, playing the WPT final table, getting to the WPT final table with jet lag that I, I just decided to skip them. But uh, it's, it's nice with the package to offer some lower stakes tournaments that kind of mitigate the variance. I, I think that justifies, you know, a solid markup a little bit more. And, uh, that being said, there I've heard of deals where you can write a thing where it's like, I, I, I will use the money to enter another tournament with my discretion. In my experience, most investors really do not like that. People really like to go, these are the tournaments he's playing. This is the person I'm investing in. This is what I like. They don't want to hear, and God forbid you enter a tournament they're not with they're not, they're not happy with, because then, because then if you do that, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of people saying, essentially you get a negative free roll, which is if you cash in it, they're for sure going to pick up their winnings. Uh, if you don't mm -hmm. cash, they're going to say, now, wait a minute, I didn't sign off on a buy in this big or whatever the, uh, if you are really clear about the terms, I will not enter a tournament larger than this. I will, uh, now, I, I won't do that. Now, I've heard of deals where it's like, look, I'm going to play these. The, I could possibly play these nightly tournaments or this, right? This is the total stake I'm asking for. Greg Raymer, 
did something like that where it's like you do, you trust me with the games I won't play higher than this and I think that was something Greg Raymer did that was pretty smart uh, and I think a lot of people were down with that because then they felt like they knew what was going to be happening uh, but essentially the more details the better uh, if you guys had participated in my package uh, the initial email had everything explained I explained how markup worked I explained what I'd be playing how I'd be getting there etc uh, the follow-up emails, has, I, I've detailed every step of like the cash-out process and the tax process and all that. By the way, if you guys bought a piece of my action, good news. Uh, just, just got word back from the tax man. Uh, you do not have to fill out the forms under $600 if your cash-out was. So going to be processing those like right after we talk. Uh, but, yeah, I, I generally think, Dennis, it's a good idea just to be really clear about what you want to play. And... Uh, kind of keeping some if you want to play on your own uh you know just kind of keeping a little budget for that as well and then i i think you should be okay when you go like that uh i would uh i would look up uh there there's a lot of articles about selling percentages i i just go ahead and educate yourself uh before you sell to other people Make sure you do this right, because if you, you know, I had a buddy of mine actually do a clerical error years back, and he eventually paid everyone, but, you know, the damage was done. Everybody, you know, everybody sees the initial forum thread, you know, so-and-so never paid me. They never see the follow-up, you know, so you don't want to have that uh, around, right? So just be really clear, uh, ha have... I think generally you should pick a schedule and stick to it and then just have like a thousand bucks on the side in case you want to play something else on your own. Right. And uh, generally though, I mean, this isn't fair, but if people see you want a poker tournament on your own, when they buy a package, they're, they're not, they're not too happy. Uh, and a buddy of mine, he actually, you know, people kept investing in him and it, it, it didn't really go that well. Uh, for just a few live stops. And then he just decided to, you know, enter in something with his own dime. And he ended up like winning the tournament and people uh, in the community he was in, I kind of felt he got railroaded uh, a couple months later when something came up that I, I didn't really, I, to be honest with you, I didn't really look into that much, but on the surface, I didn't feel like, he did anything wrong. It, it seemed like he was pretty clear about his intentions and just people had some, but because people were just so mad that they didn't get paid from the one uh, win that he had, he just kind of got railroaded, you know? And I was just like, Whoa, you know, this, and that I, I'm a big, uh, and if I'm a big believer in, this is another thing, but for my future investments, what we're going to do is I think I'm going to cap investments at like one percent uh i and this is more my my thing but i mean there's a couple different ways to look at this first there's the first theory is you just get a couple of private investors and then they're the only people you deal with right you only get you only have to get forms from them you only have to send one transfer and there you go right and uh you're done the other philosophy which i think i'm going to subscribe to is you cap investments at like 1%. Now, this is a tremendous amount of paperwork, but if you're going to be, what you can do is you cap investments at 1% and everybody gets their 1% in, right? And then if there's percentage points left over, you offer it to that field, right? And then they, they, they pick it up, right? And this kind of, this allows people to know it's, it, it, it's it's a it's not normal to get more than one percent. So you know you got to accept whatever comes. Um, if people buy one percent, it kind I think it kind of keeps it fun and recreational. So you know if you lose, you know that not you know not fun. If you win, oh cool, you know that's a but it's not like a big deal. You know it's not. I, I find the problems start arising when people buy like 20% of you and you played one tournament they didn't like, and you took another tournament off that they thought was really valuable. That's when that's kind of when the problems arise. So uh, I, th I think you either get a, get a couple big investors you really trust and you know, are adults uh, are like, I mean, I mean, I'll, 
I'm trying to think of a good example without outing anybody as somebody who purchases action. But, you know, it, if it's like a big pro, right, you know, they're going to understand how this works. They're never going to be mad at you. If it's your buddy who came into some money, he might not get it, you know, so you be careful, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that just about sums it up. Good question, Dennis. Okay. We got a question done. It's the first week of January. Yeah, We've yeah. done a lot of housekeeping, forward planning, and yeah. banks, and positivity. So we're going to wrap it up there for this week. So. Um, okay. Thanks for taking the time to write the questions in, even though we only did one. <laughs> um, and uh, keep them coming in for next week. We will do lots of questions next week. Alex, how can people get in touch with you for coaching, offering their house to you in return for coaching, <laughs> um, all the other good stuff, and, uh, and your offers. But, uh, yeah, I got yeah. to, I got yeah. to interview you too. You know what I mean? It's super <laughs> cool. And you're going to get some guy from like Alabama, like offering his sister and everything. And that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that is a stereotype and completely true. Barrett. Wait. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. No, uh, it, yeah, write me at alex at pokeredrush.com. Go to, go to pokeredrush.com if you want to check out my blog. Uh, starting to put more regular posts up there. Now that I'm not ready to punch my computer like I've been the last three days, I should start updating uh, again soon. Uh, if you've written me an email this week, I'm sorry. My computer has just been really on the fritz. All the people who bought lessons, I'm, I'm writing you all today. All the live Poker 101 people, I'm writing you all today. I'm back working. Uh, it seems like everything is set up. Uh, yeah, but, you know, PokerEdRush.com is the fun site. Be sure to check that out. And uh, sign up for the newsletter. I'm thinking of a New Year's newsletter. I got, I got a few ideas uh, for that. So be sure to look for that. And that's going to be fun. I had a lot of fun writing the last article, like Clean Your Room. You know, that was – and it, it – I got a lot of emails back from people saying, you know what, I took your advice and I actually felt way better, you know, just doing a little New Year's cleaning. So thank you guys for uh, writing me back on that. I have a, I have a new thing to write. Now that everybody's doing New Year's resolutions, I'm going to offer my two cents. And it's a, it's a little different than most people's. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, sign up for the newsletter, PokerEdRush.com. Check out PokerEdRush.com. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at The Assassinato. And, yeah, PokerEdgerish.com, it has a link to pretty much everything. So, you know, just go to that ugly-ass site, and you'll you'll get to see everything. Okay, and keep your questions coming in. Questions at oneouter.com, and we will get to them. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter. And don't forget your 27% rate back from America's Card Room. The only thing you need to do is sign up for your account by clicking on one of the adverts or banners on oneouter.com website. That's all you need to do. There's no coupon codes or uh, voucher codes, anything like that. Um, Alex, I wish you well. I hope this week back for you goes easy, and we will talk next week. Until then, everyone, thanks for listening. Cheers. Salud! Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.